beloved, and welcome back to a spontaneous episode that I felt the Lord really put on my heart earlier today. Um, It actually was last night, I'm sorry. We are going to dive into kind of a part two of understanding um, just a few verses on understanding the dangers of people-pleasing and wanting others' approval for what God has called us to be in the body of Christ. This This is season 17, episode 171. Thank you for tuning in. This is like a message again that the Lord had just put on my heart that he wanted me to share. I was just having some time with the Lord last night and I just kind of felt the Lord speak to me to elaborate just on a few verses. And uh, yes, I do believe I'm keeping these verses in context. We'll go over that. Um, It's only about eight or nine pages here, but um, yeah, the song that's playing right now, I I said we played it yesterday. If you'd like to know what it's called, it's called Endless Life by William Augusto. And the verse of the day today on Movius Ministries, September 28th, is uh, Psalm 84, verse 11. And it reads out of the NIV. Um, actually, no, I don't want King James. King James is very accurate, very good version, but it's also very confusing. So. <laughs> Uh, the NIV. Let me find it real quick. Uh, here it is. Okay. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk, those whose walk is blameless. It's beautiful that we can see that our walk isn't blameless, but that Christ came so that we could be the righteousness of God in Christ. It's beautiful. This is season 17, episode 171. I think I already stated that, but whatever. I'm not a subject to people-pleasing. So here on Movius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, and to encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons as we also continue to prepare for the second coming of Christ. I actually need to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I didn't do that. So let's do this real quick. Um, doing a podcast. Okay. So if you are a Spotify listener, there is a question posted below you can answer if you have a smartphone um, about this study uh, on another look on Galatians chapter 1. If you would like to uh, rate and review my show on Spotify or up a podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, I'd appreciate that. But again, you don't have to if you don't want to. So let's open in prayer, beloved. Father, I thank you so much for just showing me how we can just rest in you and not be a subject to the yoke of the demands that man makes up by their own religion and their own rules. Father, I pray for as we dive into this episode about how to not dive into people-pleasing, how to not get caught up in the entanglement of man's demands that are not your demands, Lord. Change our hearts. Open our minds. Um, Lord, we're just here to just be corrected on certain things. Show us. You're our Father. you, You are the potter. We are the clay. Mold us the way you want us to mold us. Grow the the nourishment in our heart for your word. 
and refresh us with your word. Let your word go forth in power, Lord, through your Holy Spirit. And that, Lord, this episode would just help me decrease and you would increase in this person's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm sorry. I forgot to light my candles. So let me just... candles okay hang on and then we will dive right in Galatians 1 there's just a few verses that we're gonna look at here and again I was in prayer last night and the Lord had just kind of really enlightened my heart and I do have a water here to stay hydrated so thank you very much Today we're going to be reading out of the ESV version. Usually one, that's usually the one that we read out of. That or NASB, both great versions. NKJV is really good. NIV, NLT is good too. Um, but yeah. Okay, so today we're going to be focusing on the, uh, verses 10 through 24 today to see how Paul was not a subject to the yoke of seeking man's approval over the call that Jesus had upon his life. So, let's look at verse 10. I'm going to make this text a little bit bigger. And let's change that to the color red. Whenever I'm reading verses on my MacBook, I make the colors red so I know if, um, so I know if I'm reading from Scripture or not. And then my regular notes are in black. And then sometimes I have, word underlined, I have two words underlined to then elaborate. Um, if we need to get into a particular Greek word. So verse 10. So Paul says in verse 10, For am I now seeking the approval of, approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. If you'd like to know the song that's playing right now, it's called Set Us on Fire by Waldner Worship. Um, now, again, I said this yesterday, beloved, but where it says I would not be a servant of Christ, other, other, you can read other translations. I'm not sure if it's NIV or NLT, but it can also translate into a bond servant for Christ. So verse 11, there's a new title, and the title is Paul Called by God. That's it. He wasn't called by man. He, was, it was, he, was, he had a direct encounter with Jesus himself. So verse 11, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached to me Sorry, that was preached by me. So, because he's saying I preached it previously to you, now he's writing these letters as he's in jail. He's saying it's not man's gospel, which in the Greek there can also translate not according to man. Verse 12 For I did not receive it from any man. So, that right there, beloved, he said any man, not one. Think like, cause think about it. Think of how many people. Think of how many people are in this world, and how many people have their certain ideas, certain doctrines, and theologies, and beliefs, and all these different things that man can think of. He goes, "I didn't receive it from any man, not one." He goes on and says, "Nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ." He keeps it simple, beloved. He just, it's, he's saying, "This is what happened." It doesn't change. Truth does not change. That's why Hebrew says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank God for that. Now, uh, going to my notes. This is um, this is this is kind of a long note. I, this this is a very long note, actually. 
And I will elaborate near the end of this note why I'm saying this, so just bear with me, beloved. Really, this is this is really going to bless you because the Lord's been really opening my eyes, even just one chapter in through Galatians. But it's been, it's been, in my life, it's been a slow process of, like, not knowing how to not people please. And a lot of it can be uh, undealt with unforgiveness in our hearts. It can be uh, just, like, being in denial about certain things and, you know, whatever. So when I was at Bethel for my first year of schooling, I remember going to the beach with my two wonderful friends who I still pray for fervently to this day, my friend Josh and my friend Nate. Josh joined me here on my podcast for the, for the last scheduled prophetic word I gave out to you guys, beloved. You can listen to those uh, words we received from the Lord on season 11, season 11 episode 5. When Nate, Josh, and I went to the beach, it was originally organized by my friend Josh, uh, who has given me countless words that have been spot on in the past because of how the Holy Spirit uses him in the gift of prophecy. I love Josh so much, a man of true humility, a childlike person. I think very highly of this man, not beca- uh, but I, I think very highly of him because of the love that Christ bestows on him. And Nate, I have continued to pray for, and I remember having deep talks with this guy. I remember having so many iron sharpening iron conversations with him. I love Nate so much. Anyways, Josh uh, wanted to congregate a prophetic movement where we all sat in a circle and gave each other words. It was truly marvelous. We all did give each other words. I can't remember exactly. I'm not going to get into what we said, but... Again, that's very personal between me and the Lord, them and, and them and the Lord. Um, but it was very. I can look back and see that it was the Lord speaking through Josh, saying, "Hey, there's something I want to do here with you guys." So after we had gotten done with that moment of prophecy, we threw the football around uh, while we were still at the beach. Well, Josh had thrown me the football, but he threw it way over my head. Bless his heart. Josh made a lot of good catches that day. <laughs> As I walked to go get the football, once I grabbed it, I felt the Holy Spirit draw near to me very spontaneously. I wasn't expecting it. I felt him draw close to me. I felt him engaging with my heart. It was a very... I just... I can't... It was so like, I really felt just like, again, like the gl- a glimpse of the fear of the Lord. I've, I was very focused. Like I wasn't dipsuhas, the Greek word for double-minded. I felt very single-minded in that moment. So I stood there uh, and I remember stretching my arms out left and right with, with the football in, in, uh, in my right hand specifically. Uh, we read in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13, how God spoke to Elijah, not Elisha, but Elijah, in what we see as the still, small voice. Well, this is the way God spoke to me in this moment when I was encountering the Holy Spirit. He spoke to me and said, start a podcast. I knew in my heart it was him calling me to preach, uh, to be a didas didaskalos, which is the Greek word for the word teacher. Paul says in Ephesians 4 that God has called some to be apostles, evangelists, prophets, and teachers. 
The word teachers in Ephesians 4 is the same word James uses in chapter 3, dipsuhas, where James says, I wish that not all of you would become dipsuhas, teachers, because there's a bigger judgment on us. We've gone over that scripture many times, beloved. I knew I was coming into a season of becoming a person who... Let me restart that. I didn't read that right. <laughs> I knew I was coming into a season of becoming a person who God's who guides God's people and sheep by the precepts of the Lord by looking at his word. The reason I say that is this. Let's look carefully at verse 16 here in Galatians 1. Paul is essentially saying that he didn't go out and seek to consult with anyone after he had received the revelation of Christ. In the Greek, that word consult means to lay upon in addition to or to add from one's store. So he didn't need the addition of man's approval over what God called him to do. He didn't. He So I'm going to highlight where I am so I don't lose my spot, but... He got this revelation from Christ. And we'll get into the verses. We haven't read the verses yet. But he got this revelation. And um, we're going to get into the verses to back up like how he did not go and seek other people's. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't go and lay upon the addition that he had heard from Christ. He, didn't, he did not add to the store... He, he, didn't, he didn't need people's approval. That's what he says. This is exactly what I did. After I had that encounter with the Lord, I went to all my friends at Bethel at school and I wanted to lay upon more addition to the approval that God had over my life for the teaching of his word. Now, this doesn't mean that God is like, that's it, you can't do your podcast anymore. Although some of you do know, beloved, uh, that God did have me give up my podcast for a small season. I still don't really know why that happened, but... It may not matter. I was just faithful with what he wanted me to do. But like, okay, so I'm going off script now. Basically, like, I've learned from that. Even though I did want to add, I wanted to lay addition to what God had said over do with with the addition of wanting people's approval. Of, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And I, this was exactly what I was saying. I was like, would you guys listen to my podcast? And I would want their approval instead of like, Lord, you've given this to me. Um, and I've had people criticize me for certain things I do on my podcast. And uh, looking back, um, I, I've, 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 I've learned I, I don't need their approval. It's not about the kind of things that I do. It's, it's about what God wants me to do. Because at the end of the day, God's going to come and judgment day will happen. And I want to stand there in front of the Lord, in front of Jesus, where in Reve- I think it's Revelation... Is it 19 or 20? Hang on. Yeah. Uh... I think it's where, where it talks about the books were opened and people were judged. I want to stand there saying, Lord, I loved you as much as I could through the grace of you. So 
I'm going back to my notes. I'm trying to pick, find where I where I left off. Um, I don't really know why God had me give up my podcast for a little bit. I really don't. But it again, beloved, it may not. It really. I'm just adjusting my microphone. I'm sorry. Um, it may not matter. And if God wants to reveal that to me, then he can. But it, that's not tied to my salvation. So I'm not going to worry about it. So I will finish with these two things based on what we have read so far. Uh, let me see if I'm actually... Hang on. Uh, yes. Okay, we're good. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure my notes... Because I, I, literally, I literally wrote this out today. I went to the coffee shop and I wrote all this out. I reviewed it just to make sure it was right. Um, I'm going to finish with these two things based on what we've read so far. Then we will continue with the verses that uh, we have uh, not gotten through yet. Now, my wonderful friend Brandon, he gave me some insight on Wednesday, uh, today, the 28th, uh, that I hadn't been starting my messages on whatever we were talking about, um, that we were going to study on here on my podcast until about 10 or 15 minutes in. Once he said this, um, these verses we just read came to my mind. I said, I said to Brandon, exactly, I'm not here to please man. If they're complaining because it takes me forever to, to, to get into whatever we are talking about on this particular podcast, that's not my fault. What the problem is there, it's a codependency issue. I am just doing what God wants me to do here on my podcast. I have also put on myself wanting the other others' approval and convincing them that I do have the, the gift of prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and other gifts. I have learned that it is only God's approval I need. Why? Because he has given these gifts uh, to me by his approval. It's all by him. And um, you can even read this to the church in Corinth where the church in Corinth is telling Paul, we want to see your credentials. What well, gives you the right to kind of do this kind of stuff? And Paul's like, I don't need, I don't, I don't need to prove anything to you. It's, I would, I received it from Jesus. I received it from the guy who I'm trying to bring you closer to. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So, um, and yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, I have fallen into wanting people's approval for the gifts that I have, but I'm learning to... That, 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 that feeling is always going to be there, beloved. That feeling is always going to be there of I want their approval. But that's where repentance comes in, where we just say no. Like, Lord, show me. Like, like there's a verse in Psalm that says, I drink from the rivers of your pleasure. And just like, do that. That will help you know that all you need is God's approval. That's it. is giving me many issues today so okay so let's go back to verse 13 because this is where paul is going to then just dive into paul's going to explain his background more i'm going to i'm going to explain everything so don't worry verse 13 for you have heard of my former life in judaism how i persecuted the church of god violently and tried to destroy it now let's go back right here there's a guy in in the book of acts his name was stephen and he was killed. He was martyred. Um, he was stoned. And Paul was in that 
audience. Um, Paul thought what he was doing was right. So this that I just say that to back up that this is this is true what Paul is writing. This happened, beloved. Like this actually happened. All of this is true. Verse 14, and I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born, who had called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach um, preach him, meaning Christ, among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone. So that's what I'm explaining here. Paul's saying, he, so he says in verse 13, you know my former life. I was destroying the church. I was killing people. I was advancing in Judaism because I loved how the, my fathers were rich in the traditions of Judaism. And then he goes, but God set me apart. He called me apart. I was doing these things and then God came to me by his grace to reveal his son to the Gentiles. He goes, once that happened, verse verse 16, once I came and, and, and showed you the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to be saved and to be found in eternal salvation, he says, I did not immediately consult with anyone. So verses 13, I'm going to my notes now, verses 13 through 16 Paul goes back into explaining what his life was before he came came to Christ. And then verses 17 through 24, which we're going to get into in just a second. Excuse me. Verses 17 through 24 elaborate on proof that he did not seek the approval of man once he received direct revelation from Christ, but that he went out and did what God gave him, not man. So, verse 17. So, he says, let's just go back to verse 16. He goes, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. So, what apostles is he talking about? He's talking about John, James, um, and Peter. He goes, but instead, I went away to Arabia and then returned again to Damascus. So, okay. Let's slow down here because I know I'm I, I know I'm kind of rushing through this. I'm gonna highlight this part so I don't lose my spot. He says, I did not immediately consult with anyone. I didn't go after their approval. He goes, I didn't go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, because they were already there. He says, instead I went to the places where God called me to be. So let's just let's let's think about this. Think about this in today's age where see, think think if you did have an encounter with the Lord and you know there's other people that are doing the same thing as you you would immediately like oh I need to go get their approval I need to that that's going to be that's a deep thing he doesn't even know these guys He doesn't even know these guys <laughs> like I hope you kind of like feel and ex- and understand what I'm saying here beloved Think about the comfort zone that he was being called out of by Christ. That he was a guy who was called after these guys were called, but he still did not go to them and saying, Hey, I had this revelation from Christ. Am I good to go? Am I, am I good to go do this? 
you know? No, he didn't do that. There's a confidence that Christ has put in your heart for what you're supposed to be faithful in in this season. And there are teachers, there are false teachers and teachers who are just out there to get your money. John 10 talks about that. Go read John 10. And don't actually care about what God wants you to be faithful in because they're they're only in ministry for their pride. The whole book of once we get into this, beloved, there there's so much stuff that like you can connect, you can look at the whole book of Galatians and you can tie it with I think it's Matthew seven where Jesus talks about false teachers, and you can connect it with um with uh, John ten, and you can also with like where where it where it says you will you will you will know false teachers by their fruits and what he means by that is their self-contrived doctrine that was the thing going on in Galatia in, in Galatia they said you had to be circumcised and follow the law of Moses in order to be saved what does that sound like what Christ said a self-contrived doctrine it totally nullifies the grace of Christ, which saves us from hell. So he says, I didn't go to these places. I went to Arabia and then I returned again to Damascus. So then verse 18, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him for 15 days. Verse 19, but I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. In parentheses, verse 20, in what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Paul's saying, verse 20, in the fear of the Lord. Verse 21, then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. I think that's how you pronounce it. Verse 22, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of, of Judea that are in Christ. Now, why is he unknown? Because he didn't go back to consult, beloved. Verse 23, they were only hearing it said, meaning the, the, meaning the people who were in the churches of Judea, saying he was the one who used to persecute us and is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy and they glorified God because of me. So, beloved, you know I try to be very faithful in keeping scripture in context. I do realize I'm using these verses for a message about not living in the yoke of slavery, of wanting the approval of man in what God has given you. But I do believe I'm keeping these scriptures in the original message Paul is saying here. Because, again, James is clear, the tongue is dangerous, and we stumble in many ways with it. So, I say, I, I say this to, I, I, I say this whole message, God, thank you so much for just encountering me last night and helping me say this, because this is, I'm, I'm feeling, me, I'm feeling very invigorated right now as well. Whatever God has called you to in this particular season, Ecclesiastes is so clear, beloved, that there's a season for everything. You, you are in a particular season with the Lord right now. And whatever God wants you to be faithful in right now, 
just do that and don't run after after men and go oh I feel God telling me to do this but I'm not sure can you help me out now sometimes God can lead us to do that to learn something new but if we're doing that out of fear then I don't think that's the Lord no There are, yes, there are moments of us needing correction, rebuke, discipline, and encouragement from other members of the body of Christ, but we can pray for God to, to, to do those moments in our lives at the right time. God can speak through people, but when God has given us certain things, certain particular things to be faithful in in a particular season, I declare over you right now in Jesus' name, you don't need man's approval over that. You don't need it. And for people who are putting that yoke of slavery on you, do not listen to them. Do not listen to them. For those that are like like causing divisions in the church, Paul says to stay away from them. Paul says they're, they're not serving our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. You don't need their approval. You will always feel that tug of wanting their approval, but we can choose to find our approval in Christ. It is the same duty for everyone in the body of Christ. Now, how can we choose to find our approval in Christ? We just pray it. We say, Lord, show me all I need is you. All I need is your approval. Show me, Lord. Now, I want to I I go, go off script. This isn't in my notes. But this is something that really does make me upset. And I really do believe this is like righteous. Not, I'm, not, I'm not even really like angry about it. But like, I will hear pastors shame the body of Christ for only like, oh, you only pray for 30 minutes a day, but you'll be on social media for three hours. Oh my gosh. I, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. I don't think God likes that either. Paul says in Romans 15, 1, we have said this. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Version. Oh yeah, and for you pastors who were doing that, I love you and I pray that God would open your eyes and lead you to repentance. But if you are a pastor and you are saying that to people, look at Romans 15, 1. And yeah, this is New Testament. Uh, Paul said to Timothy that all scriptures breathed out for correction and reproof. You know what? I don't need to convince you. Romans 15.1 The title of this through the Amplified is Self-Denial on Behalf of Others. Now we who are strong in our convictions and faith ought to patiently put up with the weaknesses of those who are not strong and not just please ourselves. encourage them in the faith build them up what do we just what do, what do we just go through in james beloved in james 3 when you're saying oh you only want to pray for 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 10 minutes but you want to go on social media for so you want to go on social media for three hours 
You are doing what James says in James 3. You're insulting them, and they're made in the image of God. And you go, oh, yeah, well, what about this scripture? No, no. That is the sin of compromise, and you are dealing with the spirit of fear, and you're not willing to, in those moments of confusion between scripture, you're willing, you're not willing to put yourself in that place of humility of, I don't know. I actually don't know. And I don't have a log in my own eye as I judge you in that, because I've even said when I come across verse, that I, and this, 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 this went on when I was going through the book of Proverbs, beloved, when we came across the verse and I didn't understand it. I didn't come up with like, like where Paul says, we didn't come to you with, with famous words and big things and just like words of flattery. I'm not going to stand here and, 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 and quote a verse out of Proverbs that I don't understand with words of flattery. If I don't know, I don't know. And that's okay. Paul says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. So I challenge you, like, let's not insult people. James says the same mouth that we bless our father with, whether that's whether that's in like holding our tongue when we're when we're when we're tempted to cuss, or 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 speaking insult against someone. Sorry that I didn't I didn't say that right. When we're tempted to either hold our tongue to not swear or say something like 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 having road rage towards someone else that is I kind of lost my thought I'm sorry but I, I think you get the point I'm making that we can't we can't do this anymore beloved there is a certain calling that God puts on people's lives and the reason why we have a tough time approving it is because we're so caught up in our own self-righteousness. The reason we judge is because we take pride in the self-righteous things we do in the flesh. And that, this, cannot be, beloved. It cannot. There's no room for compromise. So I, I, I challenge you with this. And then we'll close in prayer. Do not let people, whatever season, what, like, okay, let me just, I'll, I'll get a little bit more vulnerable right now. I'm in a season right now where um, I do intercessory prayer three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I wasn't able to make it today. Um, I think God understands that I had to take the car in to get an oil change and there was something going on. I thought with the suspension, but nothing was wrong. It was something else. They fixed it. I left. Then I went to the coffee shop. You guys know I was at my second year at Bethel, and my and the Lord had spoken to me, and He said uh, during a worship service uh, on a Sunday at my church, he, and He said, "You're going to be going back home soon." He said, "The first, well, the first thing He said was, you're not going to finish your um, your second year at Bethel." But before that, it was a very tiny whisper saying, "You're going to be going back home soon," and I heard that three different times before the Lord spoke to me later on on that Sunday saying you're not going to finish your second year at Bethel time went on I was driving my 2002 Mercury Sable which I had driven to California then driven back home for COVID and then went back with the same car to California 
And then when I got there, I was there for about maybe four months, four and a half months, maybe five. And my transmission broke down at 173,000 miles after the Lord had given me those words. After that, the Lord spoke to me and said, when you go home, someone's going to buy you a car paid in full. I thought, no, that's not going to happen. Got rid of half my clothes, half of my stuff because I could only because I flew home. I could only bring so much stuff home. So anyway, came home. My dad bought me a car. I drive a 2012 Corolla. Very grateful for it. Great on gas. Reliable. I've got Bluetooth in it. It's really nice. Heat and AC were great. I've got automatic windows. I mean, I'm grateful for my car. My brother put uh, newer speakers in it a while ago, so it's nice. I have had two particular people in my life telling me that I need to save up for a car. Um, one person is an atheist, one person follows Christ. I'm not going to get into who it is. But I'm like, no. Um, God told me, a while, God's been telling me for quite some time now that financial blessing is coming in my life and that. Uh, I'm going to have my own car by the end of the year and God's going to bless me with it and I don't have to, I'm not going to have to put a penny into it. And a lot of people think, you know, oh, that's crazy, but just look at, look at what happened with Abraham and Sarah. The promises that you're holding on to from the Lord and what God wants you to be faithful and keep doing it, beloved. Do not give up. I encourage you. I'm 25. I'm still living with my dad. I want to move out. I want to get married. I have these desires that I want. But it's that verse in Proverbs, desire without knowledge isn't good. So in the midst of your waiting season, learn things for your desires so that you can put the right things into practice. So I have God telling me, um, I'm, 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 so let me, let me go back. As I'm sharing a car with my brother, my brother works Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, delivering for jets. And my, um, and I work at Lifetime Fitness Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. My paychecks are generally around $250 to $300 a week. I get paid every week. And God is having my money uh, go towards people that I owe money to. Um, I just, uh, I'm almost paid off with my brother. Uh, Paul says to know, oh man, anything but love. Um, so I'm paying them back. That's one thing God's calling me faithful to do. Um, uh, tithe as well. Um, that's between the Lord and I. Um, it's important, beloved, uh, when you tithe, make sure it's in secret. So the whole bucket thing passing around, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that in Scripture. <sighs> Jesus said to do it in secret. So we'll get into that another day. I, I don't have too much wisdom on tithing. And I hear people quote the verse out of Malachi that if you don't tithe, then there's a curse on your life. But Paul says in Galatians 3 that all curses have been broken, that that, that, that verse is not true anymore for those who are in Christ because Christ became a curse. Galatians 3 is really beautiful. We'll get into that one day. But I am just being faithful with what God's given me. And there are people in my life that are looking down on me and saying, why are you not spreading your wings more? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? And this is where I'm being strengthened to seek after the approval of the Lord with my money. And... um. So I, I hope that encourages you and I hope that invigorates beautiful fruit in your heart to just be faithful and people will ridicule you. Um, but I would challenge you, like when they do do that, just 
remember Proverbs 10:19. Um, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. I love this verse so much. Where there are many words, transgression and offense are unavoidable. Un- unavoidable. But he who controls his lips and keeps thoughtful silence is wise. So I encourage you to practice that verse when you have conversations with people that may be ridiculing you for the season that you're in. If people are saying, you're only praying for 30 minutes a day and you need to be praying more. They're, they're probably doing, they're, they're, it's either, the reason they're saying that is either they're seeing how much they're praying, they're taking pride in it and judging other people for it and saying, you need to be doing this more when they could be in a different season with the Lord. And the reason they're probably saying that is because they want the approval that if they start to obey that, the people, if they demand that and the people that are hearing that start doing it, it is going to be a sense of approval to the guy who's demanding it. It's going to put him in a little bit more of a comfort zone and God does not call us to that. There's a different duty for the body of Christ for everyone. And there's different seasons. Ecclesiastes 3 is clear. This is a season for everything. I wonder what the Hebrew word for everything is. Probably everything. So I would encourage you, be faithful with what God's given you right now. Don't let people put that on you. People are not your God. God is your God. Ask the Lord to bring bring someone in your life who fears his name and will instruct you in the right ways, but will not manipulate or uh, be in that relationship with you for the sake of codependency or enmeshment or uh, stroking their pride. Um, And yeah, so I hope... I just, I, I care about you guys so much. I love you guys so much and I, I want the best for you and I'm doing my best to preach out of the word and I believe the Lord is really giving me a lot of good insight to bless you guys with and me because I'm human too. But yeah, I hope that helps you to just like focus on the Lord. It's going to put you in that place of humility. It's going to put you in that place of loving God more than man. In the midst of like when you don't do what people say, when God wants you to do something else, um, it's gonna humble them at the end of the day. And God will do that. God has God God has a different way of humbling people. So let's close in prayer. Father, as we dove into these verses of how to not walk in people-pleasing and wanting people's approval. Lord, the season that all of us are in, keep our steps on the narrow path that you talked about, Jesus. Center our minds. Help us to not be dipsuhas, double-minded. Give us wisdom in our double-mindedness. Make us single-minded upon your precepts. I pray as my listeners go out, Lord, and as I go out, we would control our lips. We would smile at strangers and entertain angels. 
I just pray for grace, Lord, and favor and strength. Whatever season they're in, Lord, they would be faithful and love you, Lord. We humble ourselves and we ask that you'd realign our hearts to what you want us to be faithful in. Bring the right people in our lives to direct us in the right ways, Father. Alert our hearts when you speak through someone to speak to us. Provoke our hearts, convict our hearts, encourage our hearts, invigorate our hearts. Lord, we love you. And we're only seeking your approval for what you want us to be faithful in today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, today I uh, worked on Galatians 2. So I'm probably going to edit it a little bit, make sure it's all right. And then we will be diving into that next week, Lord willing. Thank you so much for understanding how to not walk in people-pleasing and man's approval as we study Galatians 1 once again. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.